Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 53 the Message Board Geniuses Podcast. This is Who's. I got Casey, Joy, MBG. Just give everybody a heads up. This is Joy's flu game. It's her Michael Jordan flu game. She's not feeling well, so we're going to try and try and work with her during the episode here. Well, we all, all right, know so we- Michael Jordan really didn't have the flu. He had a hangover. And <laughs> curious. He'd been in Vegas. I was going to say it, MBG. So- I really, really, really wish that this was a hangover. Just All saying. right, so we got week 13 of the college football season in the books. Finished the regular season, I guess, except for Army-Navy. Thought it would be fun to kick things off this week by going around, having each of us give our predictions for the Power 5 championship games, as well as predictions for the Mountain West championship game. And then we can revisit them next week and see who won. So, Casey, I'll, I'll start with you, and I'll kind of read you through the games, and then uh, we'll go around here. So, starting off Friday night is the Pac-12 championship game. Got Oregon minus nine and a half against Washington. I'm going to give you the spreads just so you have an idea, but we're just going to do a straight pick them for these. So who are you going with for Pac-12? Well, through 52 episodes, if there's one thing I'm really good at, who's it's predictions. <laughs> so I'm pretty certain all my predictions have been deemed correct or otherwise forgotten by yours truly, and I don't feel like stopping now. So Pac-12, I'm going Oregon over Washington. Close, though. I think it's close. All right. Saturday at noon, the Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship. We've got Texas minus 14 and a half against Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State is awful. So Texas, big here. All right. Saturday at three, Mountain West. Boise minus two versus UNLV. The next Mountain West Conference game I watched this year will be my first. I'm going UNLV <laughs> over Boise State. Casey, that's disappointing. I know. <laughs> I love when MBG scolds Casey. It's one of my favorite <laughs> All right. Saturday at four, SEC championship game, Georgia minus six versus Alabama. I'm trying to be different, so I'm going Alabama over Georgia. I just – I don't really believe it. I just want chaos, and this one has to happen for chaos. That, is, that will cause absolute chaos, definitely. All right. Saturday at eight, we've got two of these games. One of them is the Big Ten, Michigan minus 23 versus Iowa. I just can't. That number, that 23, is so big. So if I was an actual gambling man, like I think that's too big. But I can't see Iowa winning this game straight up, so I'll go Michigan. All right. And then Saturday at 8, also ACC. FSU minus 2.5 versus Louisville. This one's interesting, obviously, because of the injury to FSU's quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was so primed to take Louisville to win over Florida State. In fact, on my sheet, I have Louisville over Florida State. And then I remembered that they got dog walked by Kentucky last week. And I know it was a closer game, but that Kentucky team couldn't score. I don't know. Never mind. I was going to say something smart, but they had trouble scoring in the regular season and then throw up a, what, a 38 burger last week against Kentucky or against Louisville. So I'm going Florida State over Louisville here again. I wish for chaos. I just can't do it because Louisville is not good. Yeah, we, we should have beaten Louisville. 
All right, then I'll, I'll do the tiebreaker at the end here. I'll go around. But, Joy, start off with you. Pac-12, who are you going with? I have to pick Washington for selfish reasons because I don't need Bo Nix to have one more good game because I want Jaden Daniels to win the Heisman. So I'm taking Washington. That is a that is an LSU answer right there. I, there's been a lot of Jaden Daniels for the Heisman chatter in some of the chats that I'm in on Twitter. All right, Big 12, Texas or Oklahoma State? Texas. This is not up for debate or discussion. <laughs> Mountain West. Boise, uh, you want me to remind you? <laughs> Boise or UNLV? Boise or UNLV. I'm with Casey on this. will be my the only game I've watched this year, but I'll go Boise just to be different from Casey. All right. SEC, Georgia, Georgia. Alabama. Big 10. I think about that one a little bit. We're all going to be pretty similar. (laughs) (laughs) Big 10, you got Michigan or Iowa? Michigan. All right. And then ACC, FSU or Louisville? FSU. All right. MBG, Pac-12. Oregon by Oregon, Washington. Oregon by a billion. Yeah, I I think I'm, I'm with you on that. Big 12, Texas versus Oklahoma State. This is a no-brainer for you, I'm assuming. Texas by a billion. Yeah, you're, you're Texas in the college football <laughs> playoff. It's, still, it's on life support, but it's not dead. Yeah, could happen. All right. Now, here's the benefit of uh, going after MBG is he's the Mountain West expert here. So, Boise or UNLV? Look, UNLV is UNLV for a reason. Boise will win. UNLV's had a pretty good season, but they're still UNLV. Uh, Boise will win that game. Boise must have lost a lot of out of conference games. I saw they're like seven and five, right? But I guess they crushed it in conference. Yeah, they struggled early. They're playing pretty well right now. Uh, they'll be they'll they'll Boise by a billion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme, MBG. <laughs> All right, Georgia, Alabama. Oh, man, this is tough. I'm going to say Alabama. I think Alabama's going to somehow pull this thing out. I don't think they're better than Georgia, but I think they're somehow going to pull it out. I love it. All right, Michigan, Iowa. Man, Iowa has a chance to do the funniest thing ever, and they're going to do it. Awesome. Iowa by a billion. <laughs> <laughs> that is fantastic. By the way, do we know – I should have looked this up. How close did they get to the magical 325 number this year? I'm assuming not even close, right? I don't think so. They're going to get like three defensive touchdowns and a punt return or something. (laughs) I mean, they're the over under last week, I think was 24 and a half, which is just, Mm -hmm. and they went under, which is crazy. Like every week. Did you see the over under for their first first half this year? I think it's first half this week is 0.5. That can't be really. Yeah. <laughs> first right. half. Just for Iowa? Iowa like total. They're going to score. Point five. Yes, just Iowa. <laughs> It'd be great if they got a safety. <laughs> All right, MVG. FSU, Louisville. FSU. I think their quarterback looked pretty decent the other night against Florida. I think Florida State yeah. win that thing. Yep. All right. So I'm with MBG. I think Oregon, I'd actually give the points. I think they're going to beat Washington by more than one score. I think Texas, I, I don't think that, that game is going to be close. Although I don't know if I'd give 14 and a half. I'm with MBG. I'd take Boise in the Mountain West game. I think Georgia is going to win. I think Michigan's going to win. But I think I, minus 23 is a huge number. So if I were betting that game, I might take Iowa and the points. But, man, that's a tough bet to sit through the game and watch, right? Like <laughs> just hoping Iowa's going to figure out a way to put points on the board. 
Um, I think FSU, despite losing their quarterback, I think they're going to win. Louisville's not very good. So that's it. So, yeah, I think we're all a little bit different there. What about do real quick around for total points in the Mountain West championship game? Casey, what do you have? Just 61. in case we tie something. 61. 61. Joy. 45. All right, MBG. I'm going to say 52. All right, I'm going with 58. So just we'll just re- for the record, who's I just want to let you know that Iowa scored 216 total points this year for a total of or for an average of 18 points a game. And they had to score 25 a game. Right. So I think that was the, the magic number. So they did not even come remotely, <laughs> remotely close. That's awesome. Yeah, they and they're 10 and 2. I mean, it's the craziest thing. Yeah. They're 10 and 2. All right, so we'll, I'm sure we'll revisit that next week, especially if I manage to win. I'll make sure we talk about it. Um, <laughs> all right, so next we got our mailbag question. This week's question comes to us from a friend of the podcast, one of my favorite people on Twitter, Twitter user at Emily E. Taylor, who asks, if you had to hang out with one of the top five Heisman contenders for a day in your hometown, who would you choose and why? And what are two to three things you would take them to do in your hometown? So Casey. You going with your your current town or your hometown hometown? Uh, I'm going with my current town. You know what, Emily? If that's even really your name, I've asked you to rig your mug giveaways, and that hasn't happened yet. So, because you're a woman of integrity, this is a terrible question. But I'm <laughs> contractually obligated to answer it. But I don't remember. It was the Heisman. All right, never mind. All right, something <laughs> about Heisman. Because I went with Maserati Mar for my prediction, who for who I believe is the best college football player, apologies to Jaden Daniels, this question makes sense for where I live currently because people from Ohio just invade the Hilton Head, South Carolina area in droves at all times of the year. It's cold now, but that doesn't stop the jorts-wearing, mullet-having Ohio State folks infiltrating our idyllic island. So what will we do, you ask? I think we'd definitely have a foot race. Because there's ample land to do so, but there's a catch. I have a golf cart that goes about 30-plus miles an hour and is likely one of, if not the fastest carts on the island. Everyone comments about it all the time. So I'll be driving the cart, and Marv will be running. And after I dust him with the cart, I'll talk trash, and we'd head to the local bar called Freeport Marina because this island in which I live has a signature beverage. That's right. It literally has a signature beverage. It's called the Scrap Iron, and the ingredients are a secret. This is a true story, but it's kind of like a Long Island iced tea, but us locals are convinced there's Everclear in it. And when the tourists, a.k.a. Ohioans, come to town, they like to think they can take down two or three or four of them, and then they end up doing what we call the scrap iron shuffle, which is exactly what you'd expect someone to walk like after being significantly overserved because they think it just, oh, it's so good, tastes like iced tea. And then they're tripping and falling and hitting their face on their boats. So I'd send them up the Heisman presentation with a severe hangover like Joy, which I would equate to doing my job and showing him around my hometown. I love that you use that to take shots at Ohio. <laughs> that was perfect. Was By the way, Maserati Marv, what do you guys think about that nickname? I think it's terrible. Just for, for whatever. It's the worst. Whatever. I love that. It, I love the quarterback is Honda McCord. Okay, that one's funny. Right? <laughs> so you got a Honda McCord throw into a Maserati. It just doesn't work. But you couldn't have Honda McCord if you didn't have Maserati Marv. So you have to have Maserati in order to have that's uh, fair. Accord. All right, Joy. I have a feeling I know who you're going to be hanging out with. 
Well, this one's a little bit tricky because I would probably prefer to show someone around Baton Rouge as it is my hometown, but I don't feel like I can really do Jaden Daniels and show him around Baton Rouge. So Jaden Daniels would have to come where I live now, which is Atlanta. And the first place that I would take him would be to a Falcons game to show him the exact NFL franchise of which he does not want to play for. Um, I would just explain <laughs> that, that you know, I would introduce him to Arthur Blank and just say this is a horrible owner and you should never, ever, ever sign a contract with this man. And then I would take him to eat something because as much as I love Jay Daniels, that man is so skinny. And if he's going to take off running in the NFL like he does in college, he's going to get murdered. So I would take him to make sure that he got a hefty meal to put on a few pounds. And then I would take him to a bar where I would literally just put down my card and have an open tab and tell him to drink for every single time LSU's defense let him down this season. And then I would be more than happy to carry him out of the bar because I don't even know that his body could handle that much alcohol. Yeah, but, so you, might, you might kill that man. You know, I just feel like I just feel like I owe him an apology, even though I don't have anything to do with it. It's just not fair that he had to deal with it. And I would do whatever I could to make it up for him. So that's that's what I would do. There were a bunch of LSU fans I saw who were just apoplectic about your defense screwing up his Heisman chances because they weren't giving him enough opportunities to put up more numbers, which I thought was hilarious on a bunch of different levels um but yeah the yeah (laughs) that that was kind of my reaction too but there are uh, people are very invested in his heisman campaign at this point which well i feel like i mean it's fair i mean he's proven how phenomenal he is and i think that i think there's a little bit more added pressure on like promoting him as a heisman candidate because of the three losses so i understand it but also, some LSU fans just need to learn how to shut up. <laughs> All right, MBG, who are you going with? Well, I'd probably go with J.J. McCarthy, really because I just want to hear as many Jim Harbaugh stories as I can and Connor Stallion stories. And so I'd take him to my hometown and because there's really nothing to do. I grew up in a very small, undisclosed farm town. And so we would have plenty of time to talk. I think I'd probably take him to go what we would call flumen. I don't know if you guys know the term flumen, but flumen is basically floating down a canal. There's a canal, and in order to get the canal to go up over a canyon, they built like basically a bridge for the canal, and they would line it with rubber. And so you could, you know, the canal is about chest deep, so you could kind of water ski down the flume. Um, every once in a while, like a dead cow would float by or, you know, <laughs> dead, dead raccoons or whatever. But we'd just float the canal, do some fluming. He'd tell me some Jim Harbaugh stories. Then, you know, at night we could probably, did you guys ever cruise Maine? You guys probably didn't grow up in a small enough town. We'd probably cruise Main Street, tell me some more Jim Harbaugh stories, tell me some Connor Stallion stories. Maybe we would find some ladies. Maybe some we Diet Cokes, maybe. Matter. Drink some Diet Cokes. And here's some Jim Harbaugh stories. That's all I want. Be a great day and a great night. I want to go Fluman. Yeah, I do too. Fluman was awesome. I just love randomly. Every once in a while, you see a dead cow float by. (laughs) (laughs) You just had to back it like uh, towards the edge and let it float through the middle. No big deal. (laughs) I kind of went the same route that MBG did. First of all, I'm going with Bo Nix since I picked him to win it. But I grew up in a, a small town in Western Maryland, and uh, I still get back there. But I haven't done the stuff that I did growing up, so I don't even know if any of the stuff is still there. But I think it hypothetically would be fun to do. So 
think Bo and I could go to the mall because, you know, that was a big thing back when you were growing up. Maybe get some glamour shots taken. I'm sure, you know, given how the economy these days that the mall is still there and glamour shots is still rocking. I, and I, I sent them to Emily. Emily's the biggest Oregon fan I know. It's a great account to follow on Twitter. So I'm sure she would love that. Next, I, I think taking Bo on a tour of the outdoor spots where my friends and I used to drink when we were in high school would be fun. That would show him, you know, I'm sure he would think that was really cool. There's a place called the Billboards that we used to go drink, which was behind a giant billboard. So, you know, maybe we could climb up there and paint Bodacious on there. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Oregon Billboards <laughs> that got put up for Bo's Heisman campaign. And uh, I was having trouble coming up with a third thing. So I Googled things to do in my hometown. In the, <laughs> I don't know why I find this abusing. The first thing listed in the article I read was walk around downtown and play I Spy with local art. And I can't think of anything a famous big-time college athlete would rather do than walk around with a dorky middle-aged <laughs> guy and play I Spy. So Sounds <laughs> fun. Yeah, that would be my spy with local art. That just sounds like a great time. I got a question for you, Who's. Yep. How did you guys come up with the naming convention for for the billboard? <laughs> because it was great, man. It was this access road behind a billboard that, and the beauty of it, this goes to, of course, how smart high school kids are, is that there was only one way in and one way out. So when the cops came in, you literally <laughs> could not get away. You'd have to like run through the fields and just ditch whatever car you got to ride in. So, yeah. <laughs> so that part, that's probably still there. I'm not sure about the ball. That's probably gone. All right. So that brings us to our next segment. Genius of the week. As always, each of us is going to nominate a player, coach, team, conference, mascot, someone who did something particularly dumb in the last week. We'll put it to a Twitter vote and see who wins. For her last vote, Joy got back, in, back on the board with her nominee, Bo Wallace, getting 60% of the vote followed by Casey's nominee, Carissa Thompson, with 36%. MBG's nominee, Rudy Wilcox, came in third with 3%. What's a guy got to yeah, do, he, man? He, he pooped <laughs> on a dead possum. During rush hour traffic. I mean, he did better than Gavin Cold, who got uh, 1% of the vote, which, which I'm pretty sure is the lowest anyone's ever gotten before. I have to admit, who's I, I voted for Gavin because I forgot Wilcox's name. <laughs> I pressed the wrong button, so that might be your 1%. Votes, one of my votes wasn't even real. <laughs> all right, so all right, so I'm going to leave with 16 wins, followed by Casey and Joy with 10 each. Courtney has one. MBG has zero. <laughs> MBG, you're now 0-37. Got a good reference for you this week. The Suwannee Tigers lost 37 straight SEC games from 1932 to 1939. During that streak, they were shut out 26 times, and they got outscored 1163 to 84, which may explain why they're now in Division Three. So once again, MBG, you're in fine company. All right, so and that it's getting tougher, man. I'm telling you, these losing streak streak examples. That was a good one, but I started looking ahead to see if you know if we're <laughs> getting farther down the road and things are getting a little <laughs> a little tight. All right, Casey, who are you going with this week? This week is going to be weird for you all because I'm going to be relatively short-winded. This week, my genius of the week is the Pop-Tart Bowl organizers. Our friend Nicole Auerbach reported earlier this week that the newly named Pop-Tart Bowl will have the first ever edible mascot per the bowl organizers. That's hard to say. When the 
final whistle blows, the winning team will celebrate by taking a bite of the giant pastry mascot. We got mayonnaise on heads, Cheez-Its being thrown around all over the field, eating a mascot. You're up, Cherubundi Tart Cherub Cherry Boca Raton Bowl. The part I can't even say it. This is really difficult. The Pop Tart Bowl organizers are my genius of the week. When I when I heard that, I pictured like the pop tart would be running around the stadium, and like people were like chasing it, just trying to take a bite out of it. Yeah, is that not what's happening? That's exactly that how I think. Should be what happened. Yeah, like, hey, there's a mascot. Go you take a bite if you catch him. Yeah, yeah, catch it and eat it. It's like the gingerbread yeah. man, right? He's just running for his life. I'm just I'm thinking about the guy inside the outfit. <laughs> It's got to be some perversion of some sort. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but that, do you audition for that role? Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing there will be people who are into it. Um, I got <laughs> questions. Can we get Nicole back here? I got questions. <laughs> All right, Joy, you got a little, you got a one week winning streak. Who are you going with? I don't actually know exactly who I'm supposed to put the blame on because this is a I just think it's a fail on multiple things but mine is like half the Oklahoma marketing department and then half the Oklahoma football team so they tried to do something really cool and you know hip and with all the cool times and they decided that they were going to have the football team run out with smoke blowing in their faces but the problem was was that they made the smoke too thick so then the football players started falling and it caused a massive pile up of football players on top of football players because they were unable to run out of the tunnel. Um, not only could someone have actually gotten injured, but also it's just not that smart of a thing to do. Um, and maybe, I don't know, test it first with people before you have your whole team do it. So for that, they're all my genius of the week. It reminded me of those videos. If you guys have seen them with like peewee football teams where they'll hold up like a paper banner for them to run through. And then they run into it face first, but the banner doesn't break. So they, there's just a massive pileup of kids like <laughs> bouncing face first off the banner. That video was, was awesome. Hysterical. Trying to realize, like realizing too, like watching all the people in the video realize that they were all on the ground was even funnier because like no one yep. wanted to go into the smoke to help them. It was just like every <laughs> man for himself. <laughs> and it just kept happening. All right, MVG. Yeah, it was hilarious because you just see feet and then they would stop moving, right? And then your like bodies just pile up at the at the entrance. All right, MBG. All right, this I, week. I don't know. I had a couple that I was waffling between, but I finally landed on one that's going to be short and sweet. This one is out of Iowa City, and my guy Ken Kelly, Kenneth Kelly, that's what his mom calls him. I call him Ken Kelly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know i don't if you guys are familiar with the midwest and even out west there's a gas station chain called the come and go k-u-m and go um, it's the name of the gas station well earlier this week my man ken kelly went inside the come and go and he got arrested for doing exactly that my man ken kelly <laughs> that is my genius of the week I knew exactly where the story was. We're all going short and sweet. <laughs> Some longer than others. If you want the details, you can go look up Ken Kelly. <laughs> I 
I'm not sure why I wasn't expecting that, but I wasn't expecting that. I knew it. As soon as MBG said the name of the gas station, I knew it. I knew it was cool. He's got a good defense, though, doesn't he? <laughs> he I mean, thought yeah. it was an order. A directive. The, the sign told him to. <laughs> he thought it was a requirement. It would be an interesting, sure. interesting legal argument for sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my genius of the week is Sports Illustrated. Back when I was growing up, probably true for MBG and Casey as well. It was the premier sports publication. I had a subscription to Sports Illustrated for years. Earlier this week, Futurism reported that Sports Illustrated bought AI-generated headshots and created fake writer profiles so they could publish AI-generated content and make it look real. Uh, someone looked into it, found the headshots for sale on some website, and when SI was asked about it, they deleted all the content. They then released a statement on Twitter from someone, this part killed me, from someone identified as spokesperson. It didn't even have the person's name, it just said <laughs> spokesperson claiming that the articles were generated by actual people at a third-party company, but that the authors use pseudonyms to protect their privacy, which is, of course, just complete bullshit. So for flushing their journalistic ethics down the crapper and then somehow bungling the response to the allegations even worse, SI is my genius of the week. The one thing journalists want is a byline, so they would right. never go with you know anonymous or yeah. allowing somebody at your work to have some staff writer thing instead of your name well so i don't know if you guys read the article but basically they, they people were looking up you know the author's names and they literally didn't exist anywhere on the internet and then i guess they did a google search for the face and just found them and they had these great descriptions like young man with brown hair looking somewhat happy or something like on this you know <laughs> website that's selling ai headshots so they didn't they didn't really hide their tracks very well all right before we move on to our next segment, I want to give a quick shout out to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. Also, we're doing a couple of cross promotions with other podcasts again this week. The first is with the Sickos Committee podcast. Their week 13 review dropped yesterday with an episode titled, We Explain the Joke Roughly an Hour into the Episode. We're also doing a cross promotion with the Slander You podcast. Their week 12 review dropped last week with an episode titled War Damn Bitch, You Live Like This. We love both those shows, so check them out. All right, I can MBG. imagine Pablo wouldn't be too happy with last week's results. <laughs> it was, I think Pablo was mentioned in the description for the episode. So, All right, MBG. You got some good ones lined up for us this week? Well, I thought we'd start with a meltdown for the week. I'm going to see if you guys can guess who probably had the, the best meltdown this week. I can tell you who I hope it is. South Carolina. <laughs> no. No, that, that ratchet cult in College Station. Mm, well, we'll get to that one, but I don't think that one was quite the best. So I picked Ohio State or the Ohio State University. I really thought they were going to win that game against Michigan, and they could have. I mean, they had a couple rough – I don't know if you guys watched the game, but a couple rough breaks, a questionable call, and a touchdown that maybe could have gone as an interception. Um, oh, man, it was tight. Um, but they lost, and predictably uh, they melted down. But they melted down well before the game was even over. So – We'll go to the Bucknuts. They fell down early 7 nothing, and people were already 
telling Ryan Day to just go ahead and leave for Texas A&M. Uh, Bucks Anthony says, Day about to lose to an interim LMAO. Go to A&M, please. Uh, there's the game. Marv doesn't even look like he's trying. And Ryan Day curls into his shell in a big game. Don't care how good the D is. Then you punt it in the, uh, to the 20. Gross. People making fun of McCord, saying we're terrible. It's over. I bet uh, I bet McCord will be scared to throw the ball now. This was after the interception he threw early on. I'll give him a touchdown. I can't watch anymore. Uh, then the game 7-3. Bye-bye, Coach Day. Hopefully A&M offers Day $150 million. There will be no excuse for Day if they lose when Michigan isn't cheating now. No Harbaugh and the best wide receiver duo in the country with that D. Let him go to Texas A&M. And then if they fall down 14-3, they're calling him Ryan Cooper Day. Again, saying, I hope he goes to Texas A&M. Kyle McCord is trash. Kyle McCord equals McChoke. It's then 14-10. Ryan Day is a certified. I mean, they, they cut the lead down. <laughs> from, from, it's 14-10. They're saying Ryan Day is a certified loser. That's it. F off, Ryan Day. Um, at some point, they tie it 17-17, and they calm down a little bit. At that point, Michigan fans are actually starting to say the game's over, that they're going to lose, uh, even though it's tied 17-17. Michigan goes up 24-17. Bye, Ryan Day. Leave for A&M and take your <laughs> with you. Leave this program as a <laughs> loser, a <laughs> loser, a disgrace, a, a disgrace to this once great program. McCord is dog crap. Jim Knowles is a salary thief. Uh, we were so spoiled with our natties. Then they go down 10 in the fourth quarter. Um, same stuff. Telling Ryan Day to leave. Go to Texas A&M. Take your soft <laughs> attitude with you. You're a disgrace to the Ohio State program. And then they lost. Just more of the same. F. Kyle McCord. Uh, calling him Honda Accord. Telling him to leave the program, to transfer. This guy, the duplicator, says, bring back Urban Meyer, F. Ryan Day, and uh, Kyle McCord. More saying Kyle McCord is awful. He needs to leave the program. And then this one kind of topped it off here. This guy, Mark 24 Eagles, says, this was the day after. Why yesterday's game shouldn't have been played? So yesterday's game was held, and our caveman posters all clamored for it. Michigan has cheated for three years now, not even debatable. Sorry, that was one. Two, even this year they already illegally taped us multiple times, and we're more familiar with our, and we're more familiar with our schemes than anybody else we would have to face. Three, their quote-unquote interim coach was also a massive cheat. You just can't unknow the stuff they've already acquired because you have Harbaugh game day off he still was with them and four even still they let them keep home field advantage at least move it to indianapolis shake my head now we've got number five a delusional lying team and fan base who's already insufferable i didn't watch the game as yesterday was ridiculous now bring out the effing hammer on them so at this point they're just saying that the game probably should have never never been played because the michigan cheated so bad but did you guys watch Ohio, that game? I did. I watched every second. Ohio oh, State yeah, was one and very vocal about the fact when they played Clemson, they they knew that Venables likes to steal signs in games. And so mm -hmm. they not only changed their signs, but they huddled up. 
So like Ohio State has has done this before, so they should have been well on top of the cheating. Yeah, I mean, I, this is what I don't get with their disdain for Ryan Day. I'm not quite sure what Ryan Day, what they thought Ryan Day could have done differently. I know there was one fourth and one they felt like like he should have gone for it, but it was early in the game and it was on their own half of the field. And, you know, I don't think that's a terrible There are decision. a lot of people. Yeah, there are a lot of people unhappy about before the end of the, at the end of the first half not trying to get more yardage before that 52 yard field goal attempt, which I, I mean, I thought that was legit, but the fact he 52 and seven and they all, they all want him gone and think he's a, a certified, certified loser, by the way, was my favorite one out of all of those. I thought that was hilarious, <laughs> but it's, well, they, they all want him gone now. I mean, this is a, a, a game that comes down to one, one play goes the other way and Ryan day wins the game. I mean, if the ref doesn't, you know, if the officials decide that 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 that's not a touchdown, I think it was Michigan's second touchdown, mm-hmm. and they rule it as an interception for Ohio State. Ohio State wins that game, and Ryan Day's a genius all of a sudden, all because of an, an official's call goes differently. Um, nothing that Ryan Day does or doesn't do, and all of a sudden he's a genius as opposed to a certified loser uh, because <laughs> because the the officials make a call one way or the other. Or if you know Harrison tries a little gives a little more effort on that first interception. Um, no, same thing, but yeah, I thought that was bad. I mean, they were all giving him a pass on that, but I, he made no play on the ball, but I mean, there were some posts though, where they were going in on, you know, not just McCord and day, but there are a couple on Harrison jr. As well. Listen, I, I wanted Michigan to win just for the chaos because he lost to an interim coach. I mean, there's, I don't think they're getting over it anytime soon, if ever. <laughs> So that game to me lived up to all the hype that we were all, you know, talking up all through the season. I, I mean, it was close and ended up, you know, ending in a painful way. I don't think it could have gotten much better. But Michigan been played almost all year. perfect game. Yeah. Michigan played almost perfectly. I mean, they didn't turn the ball over. They didn't have a lot of penalties. Um, they didn't shoot themselves in the foot, really. I mean, really no mis- no big mistakes that they mm-hmm. did. Um, and that was the difference in the game was Ohio State made some mistakes some dropped balls, the interception uh, early on. I felt like all the pressure going into this was on Ohio State. I mean, Michigan had every excuse if they were to have lost of why they would have lost. And Ohio State's already had already lost two. you know, going in here. Ryan Day is is feeling the heat from the fan base. They're upset that he hasn't beat them. And then. If you can't beat them with an interim coach, then you're never going to be able to beat them is obviously their mindset. So they had all the pressure. And I think that that was pretty evident in just the way that they they played overall. Here's my other point is how many coaches in the country would have walked into Michigan and won that game? I mean, Not many. Maybe Kirby, maybe Saban. That's it. Maybe. I mean, Although, no offense, Casey, I do but I don't know that Dad was doing that. Not this year. He arguably got out coached though by I, I'm blanking on the Michigan's interim coach's name, but I, I thought that guy he called a great game. He was aggressive as hell. He, you know, they called the halfback pass. I mean, I mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do think that's part of why they're melting down, right? This guy who I mean, they're already so pissed about Harbaugh, and then so they, <laughs> he, you know, he arguably gets out coached by not even by Harbaugh, but by the guy under Harbaugh, which. I don't know, man. I don't see how they recover. And if they don't, they don't have an easy path to the playoff necessarily, right? I didn't see how far mm-hmm. they dropped. They, but they had to drop below Oregon, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, I don't. I, they basically need a miracle to get in. Yeah, I, 
I just don't see a scenario under which they could slide in there. I mean, perhaps it happens, but I, I don't see it. Yeah, um, I don't see it either. Especially if as long as Texas, if Texas wins, they'll they would jump. And even if I mean, yeah, there's it would it would genuinely take a miracle. I think I sent this to you guys that the Ohio State, the duality of the Ohio State fan base, where they all want Ryan Day gone, but then they've ne also never lost a game. I think I sent you guys this tweet where. This guy said, the truth about OSU losses the last five years, 2019, a fumble that wasn't called would have been a touchdown. One play ruined a shot at a national championship. 2020, COVID decimated the team with force outs that ruined the chance of beating Alabama. 2021, Michigan cheated. 2022, Michigan cheated. 2023, Michigan cheated. I mean, they, it's every, they've never lost a game. It's, it's crazy to me. Like we joke about that, but that really is how they, how they approach every single game where they get outscored, but yet still don't lose somehow. Man, they need to play Tennessee. Man, I, I don't know how that would happen. <laughs> what would happen there? <laughs> but it was a good game. I mean, the game lived up to the hype and the intensity uh, all the way through. I thought I thought it was a great game. Um, I thought it would go the other way, but nevertheless, a good game. All right, let's move on to more meltdowns. Joy, I know you're a little bit sick, and I don't know if you heard this, uh, but Jimbo Fisher was fired at Texas A&M. I know. Texas I feel like maybe that's why I'm sick. Like, I've lost my personality, and my body's just shut down. <laughs> well, Texas A&M, I mean, they spent all that money to get rid of uh, Jimbo, $76 million. And so I think the fan base was thinking, well, you know, if we're going to spend $76 million to dump a guy, we're going to make a splash higher. And they tried. Texas a I'm not sure how far they got in this process, but at some point the name Mark Stoops got floated out as being a done deal to Texas A&M, which prompted this funny Texas A&M meltdown. On Texags, of course, our guy MSL0727 says, with Stoops, I'm canceling everything. Cancel all donations, season passes, Texag subscriptions, TV subscriptions, and go in hiding in a dark place never to return again, like our program. <laughs> this one's the best one. I should probably just stop at this one. This guy says, <laughs> Aglaw 2011. He says, poop on Stoops. We need to send a message. Find every Stoop in BCS and lay a fat turd on it. Let everyone know we hashtag poop on stoops. That turd is objectively funny. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to read the word turd and not get a good chuckle out of it. But it's, he's like Dr. Seuss at Texas. <laughs> That's right. Hashtag poop on stoops. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next guy says legalize it ag says how could we let this happen seriously uh, they just went seven of five and he's barely managed to crack the top 30 in recruiting uh, his whole career serious ross ross bjork which is our athletic director what the actual uh, my dad is a kentucky fan and he's laughing his butt off right now we are so effed <laughs> why on earth should ross tie his career to mark freaking stoops uh, fire Ross Bork says the next guy. He's obviously unwell and can no longer serve as AD. Fire him now. Then on the two four seven board, one poster um, put out Ross Bjork's email address and says light him up. And then his buddy here, 
says somebody post his home address, not just his email address. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then this guy, Rock One Aggie, wants to go full Tennessee volunteer. He says Tennessee burned couches on the AD's yard and put for sell signs in his yard when he hired Shiano. Uh, we write we write strongly worded emails. The AM leadership reads them and laughs as they light cigars with hundred dollar bills and donor money because they know Aggies won't stop giving. That's quite a meltdown, but I'm not sure I blame them here. I mean, you you pay all that money to get rid of a mediocre SEC coach to turn around and hire another perfectly mediocre SEC coach. Uh, I don't know. There's a thing about Stoops that he gets more with less. So I just I was curious as to what he could get with financial backing. So yeah, he's not known as the best recruiter, but he's won and made Kentucky an otherwise laughing stock program as a whole into a team that at, at least plays hard every year. I, w- I was very curious about that hire. I actually said to multiple people, I thought it was good. I thought it was a good hire, but what, 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 do, you, what, what do you think was going on behind the scene? Like, do you think that was legit? They were really going to hire him? Was that just a rumor? And, and if they done. had intended to hire him, what changes their mind? I don't, I think they legitimately had plans to hire him. I think that they backed off when their fan base flipped out. But the irony for me in that is that it so you think that you're too good of a program for Mark Stoops. That's that's basically what you think is that your your program deserves better than Mark Stoops. But your fan base is okay with Mike Elko, who has been a head coach for 2 years. He won 7 games in the ACC this year. So 7 and 5. Exact same record. Five. <laughs> Seven five in the ACC. He's been head coach two years. So the only re- the only understanding that I have is that because he has ties and he was your defensive coordinator for four years, that makes the hire okay. But that if that is not Aggie logic, I don't know what is. Let's let's take a coach that has numerous years in the SEC that has Casey said it nailed it has done more with less. Let's give him way more resources. Let's give him every opportunity he has to win. Let's put around him phenomenal recruiters and see what he can do. And the AM fan base is up in arms, but, but let's bring back a coach that just went seven and five in the ACC. That's going to be the, that's going to be the winner. That's why I kind of wonder if it wasn't on purpose because after the Mark Stoops thing, if I feel like they could have hired me and there would have been, okay, well you're not Mark Stoops. So that <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough. So it's almost like it <laughs> a soft landing for Mike Elko because you're right. I mean, what's the difference between Mike Elko and Mark Stoops? The last two years, Elko's 16 and nine, Stoops is 14 and 11 in, in the SEC. I mean, I think Elko is a great coach, but you know, the uproar. He was Stoops, there. He was there already. That's, and that's can, why it's a yeah. safe hire for them. Yeah. They can, thinking that it, Elko is a home run hire is hilarious. Also, how many Stoops are there in coaching? Like, are they all related? Because, I yes. get them all confused for some. It's like the Grammatica brothers when they're <laughs> all those Grammatica kickers, like back in the day, I, that I couldn't keep straight. It's same thing with the Stoops. I look, I, I get uh, Mark Stoops mis- mixed up with the other ones all the time. But anyway, yeah, I don't, I don't get the Elko being that much of a home run over Stoops. But I'm happy to have him out of the ACC. I'll tell you that. I think it's a smart hire. I really do. I like I. Whenever that job came open, I thought that's who they would go for. It was just, it was so Texas A&M branded that they would freak out over Mark Stoops and be okay with Mike Elko. It's just, you can't make it up. It's just as Aggie as it gets. 
I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but do you really think that fans make this, this decision, or or is it a big time booster that goes in and says, you know what, Bjork, I'm not going to give my 2.3 million this year if you hire that guy. Well, I don't know that, if it's a collection of fans. I think it's probably one or two big dollar donors. Well, that's what I don't get because you're you're checking with those guys before you make the hire. You would think, not right. after. I mean, that's how I would think it would go down because yeah. that's who you're probably relying on. One, to pay the Jimbo buyout, and two, to pay Good point. all this other money you're going to pay. I was, so that's why I was wondering if that was really legit because it seems like anybody that could influence your decision one way or the other would be someone that you had already consulted before you made the hire. I don't know. I'm not an ag. Well, I'm, I'm an telling ag. myself I'm it's a I think it's the message boards that control this entire thing. That's what I'm going to tell myself. Because <laughs> well, that's what I was getting that's, at. That's way more amusing. <laughs> the well, idea of text ags being in control is like the best thing ever. That's where the big dollar donors hang out, though, right? Probably and true. I don't, I don't doubt that they maybe float names out, saying, "Hey, this is someone that's on our list," and maybe gauge the reaction. Um, but to say, "Yeah, that's our guy," and then, "Okay, no, it's not our guy." Certainly, certainly strange. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> Don't burn couches. We'll, we'll, we'll do something else. Speaking of burning couches, our friends at Auburn, you mentioned this game earlier. Did you guys see the end of that Auburn-Alabama game? I was I was in the car listening to it on the radio, and I was about to turn it off when it was 4th and 31. And I had to pull over and pull it up on the screen to see the end of that game. I couldn't believe it. Wow. It was insane. I can't imagine being an Auburn fan at the game, after the game. Oh. I mean, I, I don't I don't know how I don't know how you live. <laughs> yeah. the, the, the fan shots the from the stands <laughs> of people just sobbing. It was I mean, just because I'm hey. was fun. But <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't blame them though. I'd be right there with them. That I mean, to lose that way, holy smokes! Uh, yeah, that was rough. Because you got to be feeling pretty good about your chances. Fourth and goal from the thirty-one. I mean, if you could drop, hey, this is a scenario where I would feel safe. Fourth and goal from the thirty-one is probably close to the top of the list. <laughs> uh, but we know how that ended. Um, so there was one post on Auburn, the bunker that I thought was funny from an Auburn fan, Fig Jam. <laughs> he was trying to look at the bright side. He said, at least we booed their band. I'll remember that part fondly. <laughs> Listen, my favorite thing about college football in some ways is the absolute pettiness of most fans. <laughs> and I will tell you, we got absolutely stomped out by Virginia Tech this weekend, 55-17. And what I will remember from that game is Virginia Tech going back on our field after the game was over to take <laughs> pictures on our logo. And our grounds crew turned on the sprinklers <laughs> to chase them off the field. So I'm totally with this guy. Like, I will take that memory from the game and I'll be happy about that at least. I think in situations like this, you just have to take your wins, right? And that, unfortunately, is about as much of a win that Auburn Auburn had this weekend. They played him so well, though. Like Auburn looked good oh, during that. They game. had him beat. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and I don't know. I didn't see an all. Admittedly, I didn't see enough of this game to know if it was Auburn really looking good or if Jaden Mil- Milrow went back to his uh, pre-South Florida uh, self. No, Auburn looked good. Yeah, yeah, they matched them tit for tat, man. They, they really, really did. did. That's what's funny about college football, man. You lose by three scores to New Mexico State, <laughs> and then you turn around. And you pretty much, I mean, you got Alabama on the ropes. It's just wild how that happens. That's about as much on the ropes as you can possibly be. You said it before, fourth and 31. Like, I don't even know why I kept that game on. I must have been talking to somebody because normally I would have been like, it's over, click. I unfortunately have been in that position way too many times where your team has Alabama beat and then Alabama come back comes back and beats you in the last 15 to 20 seconds of a game. So I never turn off a game until the very, until there's zero, zero on the clock. Cause even with one second left, we all know anything could happen. Well, when Les Miles was coaching LSU, Clemson had fourth and 16 against uh, LSU in the peach bowl. All right. I'll stop talking. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you all saw this too. So it was the 10th anniversary. I think it was the 10th anniversary of the Kick Six game, right? Six, Pretty yeah. sure it was. Yes. And uh, they were selling a bunch of merch, and Alabama fan, uh, Auburn was selling a bunch of merchandise, and Alabama fans were just roasting them for it, saying, We only, you know, create merch for you know, championships and all this stuff. Sure enough, Alabama football today put out fourth and 31 t shirts. So our, <laughs> our buddy Pablo, I don't know if you saw it, but Pablo went off. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. And then you had all the Alabama fans that have justified saying that all year long, being like, we would never buy these. I'm like, yep. that's convenient. Yeah, so I found – I actually pulled up Pablo's tweet. He said, pour one out for the print the shirts, we would never, and we only celebrate titles crowds. It's a tough <laughs> scene, and our thoughts and prayers are with them in these trying times of unmitigated gall <laughs> and betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Man, those two always play wild games, though. Um, Especially with Jordan Hare. It seems like. like Yeah, wild as hell. While we're on the topic of uh, Alabama, uh, there was a post on the Alabama board, Bama Online, earlier this week. Who's an – I feel like – well, I feel like this post was talking to all of us, given that we've got 40 years of legal experience amongst us. um, (laughs) Licensed in several states. Um, this poster, Slippin' Jimmy, which also is also a great name, Slippin' Jimmy, <laughs> totally is, has a question. It says, A question for lawyers. Neighbor fed me mole. When I first read that, I wanted to think mole, like Mexican, uh, which is a Mexican yeah, dish. Mole. That's how I read oh, it. it. It's mole. Uh, that's a silent E on the end. Mole. He says, Slippin' Jimmy says, long story short. <laughs> I feel like this one needs a longer story. <laughs> <laughs> yada, 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 this way too much here. <laughs> he shortened it up way too much for us. He said, we went over to my neighbor's house last night <laughs> and unknowingly ate mole. What's sick is that he mentioned to me a week ago that he had been tracking a mole in his yard. Do we have a case on our hands? What say ye, attorneys? Does he have a case on his hands? 
is feeding someone varmints illegal in Alabama? I mean, I guess that, that's the question, right? How do you not know? <laughs> I mean, is it in a stew? Are you like just throwing the meat into a stew? Are you making tacos? I mean, He's also saying it's one mole, right? Like, how much meat does one one mole have? <laughs> this story is way too short. Like, I have way I had a lot yeah, of questions for Slippin' Jimmy. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, I need to know more details of, of you know, how the mole looked. Was it good? He doesn't say it wasn't good. Slippin' Jimmy, if you're listening, inside in our DMs. And at what point does he say mole? Is it like, hey, guys, I cooked up some mole, and, like, you feel obligated to eat it because he invited you over for dinner? Or, or is it oh, my happen? God, this is so or good. What is does he, this? Does he just slip it in at the end and be like, hey, by the way, guys. You just had mole. <laughs> I remember that mole that I was tracking. I just put a slug in its brain and cooked her up. So I, I went a Google rabbit hole trying to find out what mole tastes like. And the closest I got was someone on Reddit who said it tastes like guinea pig. <laughs> exactly like guinea pig. That's... That just killed me. Having neither had having had neither, I agree with that assessment. Right. <laughs> just, it just creates another question, right? I mean, <laughs> there's an episode of "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." I don't know if you guys ever watched that show. Uh, where two, not enough, of course. It's your favorite show. It's it's MBG's favorite sitcom, I believe. <laughs> it is where Dean and Charlie eat some of Frank's meat, and so Frank's upset with him that they're still in his meat, so he tells him that they ate human meat. And so they go out trying to buy like every kind of meat they can find to disprove it, to say, okay, no, it's monkey because we ate monkey and it tasted like that. And they could never do it. So they eventually had to go to the morgue um, and they almost <laughs> uh, carved up a human in the morgue to eat it, but they didn't do it. So I wonder if that was the case. If he's just telling this guy, Hey, I fed you mole. Cause he's sick of this guy coming over for dinner. And he's like, Probably. Okay, this is a little this is how I'm finally going to get rid of this guy. I'm going to tell him that I just served him mole. I don't. When know. we were in college, when I was in college, I lived with one of the football players, and they would always come home with with pizzas, and normally put it in the fridge. Well, I drank a lot in college, so I would take his pizza at the middle of the night, and he got so pissed, but he knew I didn't like mushrooms, so he would just start bringing home mushroom pizza. Same thing, really. Yeah, totally different. <laughs> What's but what's the weird what what's the weirdest animal you guys have eaten? I feel That's I'm embarrassed to admit this. Rattlesnake. I, I've, I've mentioned my family's from West Virginia. I I have tasted squirrel before. It's it's. I like see. That's pig. what I bet mole tastes like. Yeah, guinea pig. Just like guinea pig. <laughs> I don't know crickets. Those are that's weird. a good one. I just you, got two opposite you, answers. You eat you eat mud bugs, you know. <laughs> Crawfish are normal. By the way, uh, I saw a great dad joke on one of the quote tweets. They quote tweeted this and just said "mole tide," which I thought was awesome. So that was <laughs> right up. as soon as he tweeted that, I was like, "How did I? How did I miss that? It was right there under my nose the whole time." <laughs> and I missed. I knew it. MBG would like that one. Yeah, that was a, that was a great one. A great one. Well, maybe the homework needs to be that we go taste some guinea pig and see what mole tastes like. <laughs> 
if anyone out there has tasted guinea pig and could let us know how it tastes, just let us know. <laughs> that's uh, that's all I brought. Right <laughs> yeah, that's all I brought. <laughs> all right. That'll do it for this week's episode, the MBG podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. You can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. Yeah.